Just before we get started, do you have a business or maybe a staff event coming up, either virtually or in person? Well, why not drop the organiser a line and suggest me as one of the speakers? Go to pennyhaslam.co.uk to find out more. You're listening to the Penny Haslam podcast. This time, you've got to take that feedback with a pinch of salt sometimes and just be in control of it. I was sent some feedback this week, which was really nice from someone who was on one of my courses. She said, I really liked it. You're amazing. Thanks so much. But feedback, she said a bit more than that, but feedback is a right flipping far-fetched kind of idea sometimes, isn't it? It can really go really wrong. Really wrong. It can go horribly wrong. People are really bad at it, aren't they? I tend to find in my experience that it's people in powers of position, in powers of position, <laughs> positions of power, that tend to not consider how the feedback they're giving is landing. Let's be kind about it. We could say they're assholes. We could, but I don't think that's fair. I just don't think enough thought is given to it. So in my time as an employee, I got several strands, different flavours of feedback, shall we say, uh, which were so cack-handed, so bad. But I think I also had a part to play in it as well. But I'll reveal that in a minute. So these are my three favourite bits of feedback I ever heard. First of all, in an appraisal, you know, one of those check-in job things that you get where you have to work out what your objectives were and if you've fulfilled them, what they are for the next year, etc, etc. You have a bit of a light chat about your career, where you're going, if you're going to get a pay rise, etc, etc, what you might be working on. The line manager slash editor at the time, it was at the BBC, said, Penny, you simply need to intellectualise more. Penny, you need to intellectualise more. Well, I don't know about you, but I don't still to this day do not know really what that means. In the context of the work that I was doing at the time, it might have meant, I mean, I don't know, that I need to show off my brightness, my cleverness. I need to come across a little bit more clever, like, you know. But you intellectualise more. might also have meant I needed to look at stuff from an analytical point of view a little bit more. But again, we were dealing with the news. So I'm not sure exactly how much analysis was required. It was like, let's get the news out there. We don't need to overthink this. So I don't know. Or it could have been a let's put the lady back in her box kind of comment that was a bit thoughtless. I did ask him what he meant. He couldn't really say. And I said, well, if it's the first thing that I thought of, which was, do I need to just show that I'm a bit more clever or show a bit more of my cleverness rather than larking around in the office like the class clown, which is probably what I did. It's probably how he saw me. Then how about I read the Wall Street Journal every week, you read the Wall Street Journal every week, and we'll have a conversation about some of the issues in it or the topics that come up or the themes. Happy to take this on and like develop some intellectual rigour, yeah? Um, but he went, oh, no, there's no need for that. <laughs> All right. Mm. 
Okay, so before that, a few years before that, another bit of feedback fun to discuss. When I asked a senior, senior manager, and guess what? She, this woman went on to become head of news. I mean, massive job that at the BBC. I asked her, she was up my line manager at the time. I asked her how I could go from being an assistant who shuffled bits of paper about to become a researcher. I mean, the heady heights of career ambition there, become a researcher. It was, it was a, a esteemed job. And one that looked really interesting and sounded really cool and one I could really get my teeth stuck into. And she said, really usefully, it's quite hard to become a researcher. Uh, Yes, it's quite difficult. And that was it. That was the useful feedback tips or whatever I was given. No, like, in fact, no absence of feedback completely, which was like, oh, right, okay, so you're an assistant now. That's great. How about you suggest yourself to work on a Saturday show to help find out stuff? Or I've got a project in mind, or I know someone who's looking for a junior researcher, if you don't mind making the tea as well, or 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 anything. Or how about I mentor you? Or how about I put you in touch with someone else who could mentor you for a few weeks on this and help you get some idea? Nothing, nothing. Thanks a lot. But the best bit of feedback I ever received was when I asked about my TV performing. So a bit of a backstory. I was an assistant. In fact, before that, I was a secretary. Secretary, assistant, then a producer, then a senior producer. And then I became a radio news journalist, radio broadcast journalist. And then I became a TV a journalist doing the business news really great you know and I was on this rolling news channel every hour at 22 quarter to the hour bringing for five minutes the nation the business news and that's when most people would leave and go make a cup of tea or go to the loop because obviously the business news was a bit boring and it could always be overstuffed with numbers and I was very keen to make sure that I was doing a good job I really was and I'd not done tv before I'd not done this kind of live bulletin news kind of stuff before I hadn't gone to college to learn it I didn't really know what I was doing I was just guessing and hoping for the best and it worked out because I kept getting asked to come back and get, I kept getting booked. I was a freelancer. Can you do this shift? Can you do that shift, etc., etc. So I was kind of getting it right. But I wanted reassurance, really. Um, and I wanted feedback that could help me improve my performance. I think that's really reasonable. So I got some feedback which said, <clears throat> this is the editor, one of the editors, who looked me up and down when I asked if I was doing OK and if I could, what, what could I do better? I don't know if you're a bimbo or someone who actually knows what they're doing. I don't know if you're a bimbo who just reads the auto cue or whether you're actually able to write your own scripts or anything. So I don't know. I mean, I mean, that's awful, isn't it? And of course, I didn't say anything. (laughs) Of course, because I was so shocked and I didn't quite know what to say that wasn't really rude and you know, it might have come across as tantrumy. I mean, for goodness sake, that would have been dreadful, wouldn't it? Um, so I just kind of shuffled off. And also he used the word bimbo. I mean, it was the, we were in the noughties by then and it was an 80s word. I mean, it was just, 
that took me by surprise as well. So getting feedback, asking for feedback, it's a bit of a thorny thing. You've got to ask. Okay, so my hindsight experience of this is ask the right person, the person who can actually support you, who does know you quite well and has seen you in action, who can make some good judgment about what you're doing and how you're operating in a good way. If you know that they're good at feedback, go and ask that person. If you know other people are bad at feedback, I knew the the intellectualized guy was bad at feedback. And I think that if you intellectualize more, Penny, that would be good. I'd asked him, what can I do more? I'm always keen to know, what, what can I do more? What can I do better? Ask the right person, first of all. So choose the person. Secondly, make sure that you're not just getting reassurance. And that is, you know, dressed up as asking for feedback. Because I think deep down, that's what I really wanted when I was doing the news every hour. I just wanted someone to go, do you know what? You're doing a great job. You just need to chill out a bit and really enjoy it. And I would have gone, ooh, sigh, relax. And I would have been better at it, I'm sure. But no, I got this weird bit of like non-feedback feedback. And thirdly, remember that feedback is a gift, a brilliant gift sometimes and a rubbish gift at other times. In fact, sometimes you don't even have to open it. You don't even have to think about it, explore it, accept it. You can just gift it on. No, don't gift bad feedback on. But you don't have to open it. Um, You could just put it somewhere, you know, where the sun don't shine (laughs) or in a cupboard or just in the bin. Um, You don't have to accept it and act on it. And so when I was developing my career as a motivational speaker, motivational, um, I did ask a lot of people for a lot of feedback all of the time. You do. And some people would give it for free, you know, without being asked. That was often the worst because it would take you by surprise. So you've got to take that feedback with a pinch of salt sometimes and just be in control of it. Do with it what you want. Did you know I'm an award-winning motivational speaker and author? To find out how I could speak at your event anywhere in the world, either virtually or in person, just Google Penny Haslam. And why not connect with me on Twitter and LinkedIn? Just search Penny Haslam. Thanks for listening. My third book is coming out in 2024. It's all about confidence at work and in life. And as you'd expect from me, there are lots of stories and ideas to help you build confidence, whether it's for yourself or for others. It might be colleagues, teammates, friends and family. Head to pennyhaslam.co.uk slash confidence dash book.